podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. On Florida's Space Coast, we think you can have the best of both worlds. Kind of like right now. Driving. At your desk. Maybe at the gym. But you're also grooving to some music. Visit us and you'll go to the beach. And see a rocket launch. Or go kayaking and manatee spotting. It's all waiting for you on the only beach that doubles as a launch pad. Plan your adventure today at visitspacecoast.com. Well, good afternoon, everybody watching live on YouTube and on Twitter. And to those listening on the podcast, welcome to Cricket Unfiltered. I'm, of course, Menas, and it is a really exciting time. The day before Australia's T20 World Cup campaign will begin, Australia set to take on New Zealand at the Sydney Cricket Ground, which is just a stone's throw away from where I live. And uh, it's going to be a fantastic uh, World Cup opener in prospect. I've just been at the Sydney Cricket Ground. Um, there was a press conference. Well, Kane Williamson ended up doing his press conference via Zoom, and then Aaron Finch did his press conference in person. And then I um, saw some of the Aussie batters warming up in the nets. So I am just going to report on um, the news uh, from the um, Sydney Cricket Ground today. Take questions if anyone is watching live. Um, and that'll be it, really. Um, a lot of um, extra podcasts coming over the World Cup, uh, as I said uh, in the last show, that we're going to take a more bite-sized approach. We'll be doing reports after every Aussie game. We'll be doing, um, we'll be looking at the WBBL in different um, podcasts. So, yeah, just uh, there's going to be plenty of these extra little um, audio um, shows to um yeah, increase the coverage of the World Cup. So I guess the big news for Australia is Josh Inglis um, has ruled out of the T20 World Cup after uh, injuring his hand with a six iron. Um, and uh, Aaron Finch was in the same group as um, Inglis, and he said basically he, he came down like quite um, steep on his downswing with a six iron, and it uh, snapped near the, the handle, like near where he grips the, the bat. And, um, yeah, it was quite a deep cut. Uh, fortunately, no tendon damage. Um, and they did suggest maybe um, that the golf club was damaged in uh, transit and that's why it broke because it is quite strange for a club to sort of break near your hand. Usually, I guess they break further down the shaft near the club head. Um, so, yeah, really um, unfortunate news for Josh Inglis. He was, of course, a part of the... 2021 victorious T20 World Cup squad and unfortunately doesn't get to uh, take part in the defence. So he's been replaced by Cameron Green and I think that was the the clear favourite from the beginning. Uh, he, he was so close to, well, he, he was so close to making the squad or, or making the squad due to an injury. I think they, the Australian selectors and team made it clear that although they didn't have him in the squad that they maybe realized he was becoming a bigger asset than um, they thought when they picked the squad. So perhaps, um, yeah, so they look, they got their mulligan. They got to put him in. I guess the risk is so with Josh Inglis being ruled out, who's a fine wicketkeeper, um, that if Matt Wade were to get injured on the day of a, a match, uh, who would keep? 
Um, so Aaron Finch talked about this at his press conference. They assessed the risk of Wade injuring himself on the day of a match to be 0.5%. So not even 1%. Because, of course, the fortunate thing about the tournament being at home is in Australia that if Wade were to injure himself, say, the day before a match, well, they could replace him in the squad with a wicketkeeper. Um, and because we're in Australia, that would be easy. Um, but if it were to happen, like, you know, in the warm-ups, there's a 0.5% chance that could happen. And uh, they're willing to take that chance. Uh, I asked Finch who would wicket keep if that were to eventuate. And he seemed to be pretty confident that David Warner would do the wicket keeping. Um, he made a joke that he might do it, but then he said he's he's not sure his old uh, knees are up for it. And uh, he also um, said maybe Mitchell Stark, who wicket kept as a, a youngster, could bowl a few overs at the top and then take the gloves and wicket keep through the middle. Um, so I don't know if um, many of your older fans remember that this happened in the 1992-50 over World Cup. Ian Healy uh, was injured and David Boone ended up wicket-keeping against India at the Gabba. And he actually did a fine job. There was some tricky run out, a tricky run out to end the game. Um, so, uh, yeah, we might see that history repeated if something would happen to Matt Wade. So I have to say I, I was... The net, speaking of Matt Wade, and in the net we had Glenn Maxwell, Marcus Stoinis, Steve Smith, Aaron Finch, and Matty Wade, all uh, mainly throwdowns, a few net bowlers. And Matty Wade was the most impressive by far. Now, I know a lot of listeners and viewers will think, man, as we know, you love Wade, but it, he could not miss the middle of the bat. Everything was just flying away. Matty Wade is in such good form uh so that that was great to watch maxwell was hitting them pretty well smith looked a little annoyed i would say or looked a little frustrated some of the which i'm not sure why uh, but you know i don't think he'll be playing in the opening match tomorrow from what finch said so um then you know maybe he's just yeah, a little bit annoyed that he's not going to be opening in the in the big game uh you know a player like smith is not used to missing out all right, so let's go through some of what um, the captains said um, in their press conferences. So um, Kane Williamson confirmed, obviously, Daryl Mitchell's out of the, the first game, which is a real shame, but he is tracking well for the rest of the tournament. Uh, a journalist asked him a really good question that uh, basically New Zealand haven't won in Australia in, in over 10 years in any format, and he asked Kane, if that was playing on their minds. And, of course, Kane played straight back bat and said, well, he said, well, we'll you know, come up against some really good Australian sides, meaning maybe um, maybe they won't beat Australia this weekend, but they'll beat one of the other sides. But, yeah, it is quite significant that <coughs> New Zealand haven't won in any format in Australia for 10 years. So you've got to question whether they're due or whether their players actually know how to win in these conditions. Uh, Williamson mentioned that the, there's a little bit of rain around the Sydney cricket ground and that may impact the team they go for. So they're just going to um, not name their 11 yet until they see the weather on the day. He also said that he's noticed there's a few fresh surfaces around the country and he expects um, that could impact results, meaning we'll probably see the quick bowlers maybe take some early wickets. I don't know about that. I know there's a bit of rain around Australia, but still, I think we'll get predominantly 
um, good batting tracks. But we'll see. Maybe um, the quick bowlers um, will get some extra assistance if there's some moisture in the wickets. And, and that actually does lend itself to really good, exciting T20 cricket. Doesn't all have to be a high. Doesn't always have to be a high-scoring game for it to be a ripper. And um, yeah, we might see that. And starting with the first game at the Sydney Cricket Ground, uh, which um, there is a little bit of um, rain around. Uh, Steve Steve O'Keefe, who's been on Cricket Unfiltered and um, you know, friend of the podcast, so he was in the nets with the Kiwis, um, helping them. Uh, with help working with some of their spinners, chatting to them about the conditions. I think uh, Smith uh, O'Keefe is friends with some of the um, the coaches in the New Zealand coaching staff or something. But yeah, so he he was helping them out. It's quite strange. So you've got Dan Vittori, the former New Zealand left arm spinner, working with Australia as a coach, and he was in the nets with the Aussies, doing throwdowns and bowling to them. And 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 role reversal. You've got Steve O'Keefe, the Australian left um, finger spinner working with the, the Kiwi side. So uh, that was quite funny. Um, and look, I'm sure Steve O'Keefe, who, who does so well for the Sydney Sixers, will be able to pass on some wisdom to the Kiwi. So, yeah, good on him. And and lastly, Kane Williamson was asked, um, you know, how uh, what he thinks he'll do if, with Adam Milne and Lockie Ferguson. Will they both fit into the same 11? Because obviously you've got Bolt and Southie and the spinners and the all-rounders. So how will you choose between those four quicks? But, you know, Williamson did say there is a chance Milne and Ferguson could play. It's a long tournament. You might want to pair them together and on some of the quicker wickets. Maybe you'd leave out a a Southie, you wouldn't leave out Bolt, I wouldn't imagine. Um, but, yeah, that could be quite devastating for New Zealand. Milne and Ferguson have both got serious pace, can trouble the top order, put them with a uh, Trent Bolt. That That's a pretty handy attack, um, you know. And I said in our a T20 World Cup preview show, and if you haven't listened to it, go back and um, catch up with it. But, you know, I, I think maybe um, New Zealand, you know, could lift the trophy. I think they're due. Um, all right, so that was um, Kane Williamson's press conference. And I can see if you are watching live and you want to ask a question, please put them all in the comments. And when I finish wrapping up the press conferences, I will answer all the questions. Now, Aaron Finch was asked if Cameron Green is a chance of playing in the opening game. He said no because um, he's just flying into Sydney today, the day before the match, and there's base, he's no chance of playing tomorrow. He said he will open. Aaron Finch will definitely open, but I think we knew that from the practice games. He doesn't want to name his team yet for tomorrow night's game because he said he had a look at the pitch and it actually looked quite dry. So that's interesting. Although the overhead conditions may be wet, the pitch could be quite dry. And then we might see two spinners in Ag and Zampa. I think that's very unlikely. I think Finch was just holding his heart cards close to his chest. I don't think that'll happen. But he said the pitch looked dry. And I guess if they did turn up and it looked like a ranked turner, then they might be forced to rest, uh, leave out one of the quicks. And I just wonder which quick you leave out. Uh, Stark and Hazel would have to play. And that means Paddy Cummins has to sit out. Sit out, mate. You might have to. I know you're the captain of the ODI side and test team, but you know if Agar were to come in, I think Cummins would sit out or be dropped, so to speak. 
Uh, Aaron Finch was also asked about the mood around the camp. He said they're just relieved to be there. Um, he did mention that a lot of the players were drug tested yesterday after training, so they were sort of held back and tested. I'm sure that's just protocol, but he did mention it. Uh, the most notable drug testing I've heard of was when Rachel Haynes, after winning the T20 World Cup in 2020, missed out on going on stage with Katy Perry because she was being drug tested. Um, at least <laughs> none of the Aussie players missed out on dancing with Katy Perry yesterday when they were tested. Um, what else did uh, Aaron Finch was asked about facing Trent Bolt and uh, uh, Aaron Finch said about Trent Bolt, he has had my number. And then he sort of went into a few things about his footwork patterns. And as listeners to Cricket Unfiltered will know, when Aaron Finch starts talking about footwork patterns and all that kind of thing, I just get irate because he doesn't sound good when he does that. It just sounds like excuse making. Um, but yeah, look, I think Aaron Finch is well aware that um, Bolt's had his number because he said it. And that'll be a huge challenge for Finch tomorrow night with Bolt looking to swing the ball back into his pad and obviously, you know, trap him LB or get him bold. Um, and we'll just see if Finch is up to the task. Did Finch look good in the nets? He looked fine. I mean, he didn't look terrible. Um, but, yeah, uh, as I said, Wade looked great. Maxwell looked great. Stoinis looked pretty good. Uh, what else did Aaron Finch say? Oh, he, they were talking about the the shortened, uh, the possibility of a very short match on Saturday night with the rain. And Aaron Finch, talking about tactics, said he only found out on the series, in this recent T20 series against India, that if the, if the game is eight overs or less, you only have to use four bowlers. So if it's a really short game, you might decide to go for an extra batter or do you go for an extra bowler. It was very interesting. Um, but, yeah, he, he said that's probably something that the rain could tangibly affect tomorrow. If it was a really short game, maybe you just load up in batting and go hell for leather and just play play four bowlers or, or three bowlers and a rounder to make up the four bowlers. And uh, that was sort of the main takeaways um, from Aaron Finch's um, press conference. He was asked about the extra pressure of playing at home. And he said that uh, they'll just block out the external noise. They did talk about creating an environment in the team that doesn't change whether they're winning or losing. Just, you know, think about the sort of environment they want to have and be aware that only one team can win this T20 World Cup and there's not a lot between them. So make sure they have, I think basically we're saying just foster a good environment, whether we win or lose. So obviously he's going to say stuff like that, but I thought he handled it pretty well. And in T20 cricket, you know, it can just be the very fine margins and some of those margins might not be in your control. It can be a, a freakish deflection as we saw in the 50 over um, World Cup final. So, yeah, good stuff from um, Aaron Finch. Um, and, yeah, really excited. So so that's the sort of the, the details to come out of the Sydney Cricket Ground. Um, yeah, it was kind of a bit sort of sombre, I would say, at the SCG today, almost the calm before the storm. Um, so, uh, yeah, I can't wait for the, the T20 World Cup storm that is um, approaching. Now, let's just... Um, read through some of these questions. Uh, this is from Stephen Matlock. Well, he's asked, do you think Green will play? And I don't think he will because he's just flying over from WA today. Uh, Pronto. Hi, Manners. What is the actual chance of, of raining at the SCG tomorrow? 
Look, Panta, I, I think there's a chance there'll be some interruptions, but the Sydney Cricket Ground has exceptional drainage, just absolutely top-class drainage. It's a fantastic ground. And I was saying to one of the, the journalists today that, you know, it could pour with rain pretty much all tomorrow, and then if it stops raining at 6 o'clock, by 7.30, they'll be ready to play. So, um, yeah, I, we'll still get a game tomorrow night, and I'm hoping we get most of it in. Stephen Matlock has asked me how good have the initial round games been. Yes, sensational stuff. Uh, the Netherlands and Sri Lanka threw from one of the, the groups, and um, as I record this, the West Indies and Ireland are locked in, 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 in battle um, to see who will go through to the next round. I'm really happy for the Netherlands. I used to live in the Netherlands. Uh, sorry, I have an affection for the country. So I'm so thrilled they're through to the next round. And hopefully I'll get to see them play at the SCG. I haven't checked the fixtures, but, uh, yeah, I'll get out my orange for that game. Uh, yeah, disappointed for the Namibians, but, you know, really good effort from them. And, yeah, I mean, it just shows the gap The gap between the, the best and the worst sides in this competition is very close. You've got Namibia beating you know, Sri Lanka one day and the UAE beating Namibia a couple of days later. So, yeah, um, you know, Adam Gilchrist made a really good point about T20 cricket on the radio that actually in some ways it's bringing the cricket world together because it's easier to compete in T20 cricket as opposed to, say, test cricket. It's easy to get a T20 program up and running, and I thought that, yeah, it's been um, evidenced in the tournament so far. Uh, Jay, most wickets for Australia throughout the tournament. Really good question. I'm going to go for Josh Hazelwood, my man from uh, Bendemir, who's been on this podcast a few times, terrific fella, and he's turned himself into the, the best white ball bowler in the world pretty much. And finally, Stephen Matlock, India to take out Pakistan on Sunday. Look, Stephen, unfortunately, I'm going to be picking Pakistan in that match. I think Pakistan are going to make it through to the final. That's that's what I'm tipping. I think a Pakistan-New Zealand final. And I think it'll it'll start on Sunday in a in a, a damp thriller at the Melbourne Cricket Ground. Sorry to all the Indian fans. Anthony, this is a good question. Bat or bowl or bowl or bat first? Um I'm assuming he's talking about New Zealand v Australia at the Sydney Cricket Ground. And, look, I, I can't answer that. depends on the weather. Usually in T20 cricket, if there's rain around, you like to chase um, so you know what you're chasing. So you know what the target is, sorry. So, um, But but one, one thing that Aaron Finch was talking about with, you know, playing T20 cricket in Australia is, as opposed to in the, U, in the UAE where the last one was, is the toss doesn't, quite determine the outcome as much because the grounds are a bit bigger and you can defend the, the boundaries a bit more. So we might see that trend actually swing back the other way where it's not all chasing teams that win and the toss isn't as important. And I, I actually think that's good. I think the toss shouldn't be that decisive in, in any match, but especially, you know, you're looking at a T20 World Cup uh, you know, Aaron Finch won a lot of tosses in the, the 2020 World Cup and we lifted the title. So, uh, yeah. Anyway, look, that that was uh, the Menes report from uh, the SCG uh, day minus one from the New Zealand v Australia T20 World Cup opening group match. Uh, thanks, everybody, for listening on the podcast app. We've had a lot of great feedback from the interview with Craig Foster. 
in the last release. Um, yeah, look, it, it made the radio, it made the national newspapers. It's 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 prompted a really, I think, important discussion. And uh, at the same time, that day it was all blowing up with the um, Alinta energy um, debacle. So uh, a lot, a lot, um, a lot going on. But you know, Paul and I have, have thought a lot about what Craig said, and we're going to be just reducing our coverage of the Afghanistan um, match and, and team, and, and we'll we'll talk about that together when we record next time together. I want Paul to be a part of that. Um, but you know, we we have we have the utmost respect for the Afghanistan cricketers. Um, but I was quite concerned with what Craig said, and you know, I, I've made my journey pretty open. Like I, I, you know, I asked Craig to enlighten me because I I just don't exactly know how to handle this, and I think he actually made some really um, astute points. And I'd love to hear from you if you listen to the interview with Craig. You know what you think Australia should do, what you're comfortable with your country doing. Um, but yeah, this sort of human rights issue is, is you know so cut and dry i mean you know if females aren't allowed to go to school or play sport i, I don't know I, I just think that's a really easy decision and it's not a reflection on the afghanistan cricket team but um, unfortunately you know the taliban have taken over all right well what a way to end the podcast um look thanks everybody for listening pumped for this tournament to continue uh, thanks everybody um for your comments and we'll be back soon. On Florida's Space Coast, we think you can have the best of both worlds. Kind of like right now. Driving, at your desk, maybe at the gym, but you're also grooving to some music. Visit us and you'll go to the beach and see a rocket launch. Or go kayaking and manatee spotting. It's all waiting for you on the only beach that doubles as a launch pad. Plan your adventure today at visitspacecoast.com. Sports Social Podcast Network.